the turkey, the gravy, the mashed potatoes, the wine, the beer, the pumpkin pie with vanilla ice cream on top. It's over. Thanksgiving is over. The family's out of the house. That crazy, weird week of 12 favorites covering against the spread in week 12, thank God, is over. It's week 13 in the NFL, and laying the points is back. Let's fucking go! What's up, ladies and gents, and welcome back to Laying the Points with Farley Betts. NFL Week 13 edition took a little break last week during those Thanksgiving holidays with the family and all the early prep during the week. And as usual, Thanksgiving week in the NFL is just kind of weird. So a lot of favorites cover. So a lot of public wins. Joe Public, Joey Public, winning a lot. Sportsbooks kind of getting annihilated. That means they're going to make some corrections this week. Probably not going to be a lot of uh, easy favorites to bet on and win. We will talk more about that as we tackle every single Week 13 game as usual. That's what we do here every week on Laying the Points with Farley Bets. 20 to 30 minutes of me talking trash and going over every single bet. My name is Chris R. Farley, professional handicapper now for a good five years. At Farley Bets is where you can find me on Twitter. Won a pretty big cash prize in Circa two years ago. Been hitting at over 55% in the NFL and NBA for a few years and running. Over 200 units won. You can catch me over there at sportswagers.ca for my free picks every single week. Our leans over there at sportswagers.ca have been hitting over 60% for six straight weeks. So you do not want to miss that. Sherwood and I, the great Sherwood of Canada, combining for our our NFL angles and bets. You can also check out his NHL and college basketball plays on a daily basis, as well as my NBA plays. We mix in a little UFC and tennis during the summer and MLB as well. But it's football season still. It's basketball season. We'll talk more NBA um, at the turn of the calendar year. But now it's time for NFL Week 13. And ladies and gents, in case you haven't seen from my many tweets, we're having a really good year in the NFL. Up 13 units, but really we should be up way more. Got murdered by a few teasers. And, uh, you know, these money line bets really elude me too. Like I took the Bucks last week. I took the Texans. All good. All good in the hood. But um, against the spread, we're killing it. 61%. 83 plays, 61% against the spread, plus 22 units, and 18 and 14 for plus 8 units in totals. Next season might just stick to totals and spread bets. Um, as we see, that's probably our that's our bread and butter. I'm doing really well with that this season, and that's what I talk about on this show. I will offer many leans, many thoughts, no official plays. That's reserved for my premium customers. You can check out our official NFL plays at sportswagers.ca every week. They go up on Fridays, by the way. All right, week 13, starting with the Seahawks and the Cowboys. This line is moving down a little bit. We got all the way up to minus nine and a half. Nine and a half on the Cowboys, who we know 
They've been incredible at home, impeccable, but they've also only faced pretty abysmal teams, right? Jets, Giants, I think the Patriots. Uh, they uh, annihilated the Commanders on Thanksgiving. Seahawks are not a bad team. They're underperforming. Geno Smith is really struggling, kind of going back to that average barometer that we that he you know he probably is right. Like he's a starter in this league, but he's not going to be in the top ten or top fifteen most of the time. And that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing some inconsistency from that Seattle offense. Well, they better bring it in Dallas, and we think they might because motivation, desperation is at an all-time high for Seattle, who is falling behind in that NFC West playoff race, lost to the Rams twice, and of course San Francisco is probably going to run away with that division. So the time is now for Seattle. The motivational angle is there for Seattle. I lean Seattle even at plus eight and a half, started around seven, and then ticked up really quickly up to nine and a half at DraftKings, and now we see it dropping to eight and a half at many books. Um, boy, you know, keep in mind too, right? Sports books got their asses beat last weekend because favorites won 12 out of 16 games. The favorites covered. Books are going to inflate some of these lines to make sure that people don't just casually choose a bunch of favorites and win a bunch of bets again. And this is probably one of the best examples of. A lot of steam on the Dallas Cowboys who have been so good at home. Dak Prescott has been so good. Don't get me wrong. This is a team we're buying. I think they're going to beat Philly in week 14 at home. But that's another reason. Maybe a little look-ahead spot. Seattle should keep this game closer than advertised, in my opinion. Um, a lot of matchup advantages for Dallas. I get it, and they've been great at home. But still lean Seattle. At the end of the day, this is about market analysis, right? And if this was week five, what would the line be between Seattle and Dallas? Probably like Dallas minus five. It sure as hell wouldn't be this high. Got to keep that in mind. And I know some of these teams, they're you know, kind of showing us their true identities, but you got to remember these teams when they played at their best, like maybe the Seahawks in week two against the Lions. That's probably the, the version of Seattle that we see at Dallas. It ain't going to be easy for Dallas, my opinion. Dolphins at Commanders. Another inflated line, but this one makes a little more sense. I like, I mean, I don't like, I love the way Miami is playing right now. Uh, pretty big injury to Jalen Phillips. Is that how you say his name? Let me just make sure. I love to butcher names. Yeah. Jalen Phillips, defensive lineman, crucial part of their pressure and Run stoppage uh, out for the year with a torn Achilles. That's a that hurts for Miami, but this is a good defense. They're playing well, and I, I like that for Miami because Tua and Tyreek and Jalen Waddle they don't have to be impeccable every single week for the Dolphins to win games. Now Tua's also stayed healthy, gets very good protection back there. Uh, you know, Commanders looking a little better defensively up until last week against the Cowboys. Um, which is just it's just a smash spot for the Cowboys. So I don't know how much you can take from that, but I would still lean Miami here. Um, the weather's going to be just fine in the 50s, maybe a few showers, but two teams on, on different planets right now. Washington might as well sell their season. I don't know how much more they have to play for. Um, don't see Washington's defense being able to stop 
Miami whatsoever. Miami just has to avoid mistakes, and they probably cover this line. Uh, but again, another inflated spread, most likely because of what happened last week. Lean over the total, too. I liked it at 49.5. Now it's up to 50.5 for good reason. But, you know, Sam Howell and the commanders can score. Um, you know, they're in the top half of the league in total yards per game. So they move the ball, just a lot of mistakes. Again, turnovers and mistakes can can lead to points. Chargers, Patriots. Chargers are six-point favorites at New England. After the New England Patriots dropped a game at East Rutherford against Tommy DeVito and the Giants. It doesn't get much lower than the Patriots, but the Chargers aren't much better right now. Uh, just how uh, egregious these losses are that they have. Now, they, they lost to a good team in the Ravens. Their defense played better last week on Sunday Night Football, but I'll tell you what, man. I can't trust either one of these teams. I'm not going to trust the Chargers at six points either. I'm not going to take the Patriots getting anything either, even at home. Maybe I, like The Patriots faithful when they show up. Like What's their mantra on Sunday? Like, what are they going to be saying in the stands? What do they have to look forward to? I think I think Patriots culture and what it's done to Mac Jones, the unrealistic expectations without Tom Brady, you know, that, that shit is rolling downhill now and it's getting bigger and bigger. It's not not a great look or operation right now there for New England. And and their defense really isn't what it used to be either. Lean chargers, but I hate it. Lions and Saints. Well, I can't take the Saints because why would I bet on Derek Carr and what that offense is showing us? Every single week, missed opportunities, dying in the red zone, bad turnovers. Um, you know, we saw some old Alvin Kamara sightings last week, and it still didn't amount to anything. A defense that's good but can't hold this team on its shoulders, and the Lions are off a, off a loss on Thanksgiving. I don't like that for the Saints. But this is this line is right, in my opinion. It should be at four. Um, you know, the Lions are still, even though I think they're one of the elites in the NFC this year, they're still a new elite, right? Like they're not used to it. Like we saw the pressure get to them on Thanksgiving at home, the whole world wanting to see the Lions explode and show their best. I mean, except for Packers fans, obviously, but you know, the Lions are an easy team to love with Dan Campbell and just, you know, kind of the underdog story. A lot of pressure on them in those spots. Not as much pressure against the Saints in a response spot this week. Lean Lions, probably not taking it as an official bet, though. Cardinals and Steelers, I think if you're going to go aside here, I think you have to go Cardinals. Uh, that's as ugly and despicable and gross as it gets. You know, some of these favorites are still going to cover this week. The Steelers could certainly cover. Um, they looked way better without Matt Canada. Kenny Pickett to Pat Fryermuth was a great connection. Maybe look look for that in fantasy because he was going to Fryermuth, whatever the hell you say his name, over and over again, especially early in that game. Um, Cardinals defense, Jonathan Gannon. I think Jonathan Gannon is a good coach. I think it's too early to see improvements across the spectrum for their defense. They're just too young, learning on the job. 
Now, the Steelers' offense is an operation they could probably play well against. And Kyler Murray, you know, he won that first game, then it came back. Everyone's like, Kyler's back. Maybe the Cardinals are a good team now. And they haven't looked like a very good team the past two weeks. It looked like the same exact team, maybe even worse, without Josh Dobbs. So now it's kind of like Kyler Murray time to prove that he, he like he still deserves something here. He's still a number one pick. He's still a game changer. Kind of like that angle in this game as the Cardinals don't have much to play for, but their jobs, pretty important, right? Their reputation, pretty important for money someday. And this is an organization that, um, you know, they're not going to get the number one pick. At least I don't, I don't think they will. I think that's the way it's going to shape out. Um, Steelers might fall asleep in this spot as well. It's gross, but I think you, you can't take the Steelers in mind. Like you can't take the Steelers at a near touchdown yet. Okay. They're, they're, the defense is going to show up. Watt is going to show up, but a, a touchdown favorite. I don't know, man. Panthers at Bucks, another near touchdown favorite in the Bucks. I want to take the Panthers because Frank Reich was fired and we know what can happen in some of those operations after someone's fired, um, along with some coordinators or whatever. I don't know. I'm losing track of all the people who got fired. Deuce Staley got fired, who I think a lot of teams and people around the NFL like Deuce Staley a lot. Interesting, interesting decisions being made there by uh, Tapper. What's his name? Jake Tapper, something like that. The owner of the Panthers. Um, yeah. Can't do it, though. Can't take the Panthers, even at plus five and a half with how bad they look. Bryce Young plays well about one quarter per game. And Baker Mayfield and the Bucks have now lost, I think, like five out of the last six, something like that, maybe six out of the last seven. Um, a team that looked like they were going to fight and play really well, not so much. Uh, this is a must-win for the Bucks if they want to stay in the playoff race. I think that's the angle in this game. Do they cover because of that? I'm not so sure. Falcons and Jets. And Jets, excuse me, where are the points coming from in this game? Uh, the Falcons have a good defense. It's going to be Boyle again. Fucking Tim Boyle. <laughs> like, like, why is it, why aren't we criticizing Robert Sala? Like, we're criticizing Nathaniel Hackett. He's the play caller. But nothing is improving about the offense, right? Isn't that the head coach's job to make sure that things are getting better, to, to like, talk to your offensive coordinator, to rally the troops, to get this operation going? He looks like he's pissed off and, you know, like there's a puss on his face every week on the sidelines, even though his offense looks like the worst in the NFL. And it doesn't make any sense. Like we're it's Robert Sala needs to be put on the chopping block a little bit here, in my opinion. But their defense should have a great matchup against the Falcons, who are not an explosive offense. Uh, I think there's something like 18th in points per play, something like 24th in yards per play. Um, just just not the explosive offense that we thought they could be. Desmond Ritter is not going to blow away the Jets' defense, and they're very run predicated. Both teams are going to be. So this just seems like a game where the, the clock is going to be running. Defenses are going to be dominating. 14-10 final, something like that. So I, I would strongly lean under here. Um, I think you have to lean Jets too. I mean, it's fucking gross. But I'm not 
any anytime the Falcons are in the spot as like a road favorite, we've seen it before this year. I forget the spot, forget the situation. The Falcons can't be a road favorite. No, I don't think so. Colts at Titans. This line is exactly where it should be. Why? Because the Titans have not lost at Nashville. Technically, they lost a home game at London. The, okay, it's not a home game. Haven't lost at home yet at Nashville. Colts have played better, but I think it's a little bit of an overreaction that the Colts are the favorite here. Yeah, they played well last week against the Bucks, who can't win to save their life right now. Um, Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans have a good connection, but we saw how pedestrian that offense can be. Colts' defense is playing well, but the Titans' defense can play well against a very mistake-prone Gardner Minshew. Um, I don't know, man. This is a tough one because I don't really want to bet on the Titans either, but I want to bet against the Colts after the market and the perception of them is higher after last week. Like that, that is a team in the Colts that we have to remember that they're extremely average. Now I will say this, Shane Steichen, damn good coach. Uh, uh, like obviously a, a very uh, gifted offensive play caller. Like some of the plays that he was dropping out there, how creative they were, you know, the misdirection of it all, fooling the defense off a of bye week. That's something to look for with the Colts in the future. But, you know, there's no bye week this week. He's going up against Mike Vrabel and a ready defense. Um, a lot of those same advantages just aren't there for the Colts. They're not at home. So I want to fade the Colts in this spot. Um, that's I, I would lean Titans, but I'm not comfortable with that either by any means. Broncos at the Texans. Texans getting that little hook of a minus three and a half at home. Is this uh, storybook for the Broncos going to end? What is it? Six straight wins for Russell Wilson and the Broncos right now? Okay, I'm sorry. Five straight wins. But Broncos right there in the playoff picture. And there's a lot to like about this team. But the most important facet, like the reason why they're winning games, is this is a physical football team. Right from the jump, like Russell Wilson is not afraid to run the ball. He's running at the right times. Their run game has looked a lot better, very physical, blocking down, like downstream, right? Like right in your face run game. And that defense is hitting and playing so much better. I mean, big time credit to Vance Joseph and that, that defensive turnaround for the Broncos, the same team that allowed 70 points They've played really well. But C.J. Stroud, now off a big division loss, back at home, getting that three-and-a-half designation. I lean Broncos because I don't think it's – like it's not phony. You know, this is a physical, well-oiled machine right now. They believe in themselves, and that's that's all you need, right? Russell Wilson, kind of a an older C.J. Stroud in a lot of ways. Um, but C.J. Stroud is so good. He's so good, you know, like – this game could be 24-21 if C.J. Stroud has the ball last, 28-24 final Texans cover. Uh, that's how he is, you know, and he almost willed the Texans to win that game against Jacksonville still. Uh, right, a missed field goal at the end, right, a 60-yarder, but, damn, that was so close to going through. Another reason why one of my bets lost last week is just just because that field goal missed or total lost, it's fine. Um but I lean Broncos, but this one's tight. 
Not easy. Game of the week, 49ers and Eagles. Uh, I'll tell you right now that I gave out 49ers for three units minus one and a half Sunday night or Monday morning, uh, one or the other, uh, to my premium customers. Now it's at three, and I think it should be. Uh, Philly has been outgained by an average of 126 points yards per game in their last four contests. You know, the penalties last week that were called, very questionable. I am not one of these guys that thinks the NFL is fixed, but some really terrible officiating in the Bills and Eagles game. I mean, if just one or two of those calls goes the Bills' way, they probably win. Also, that missed throw, Gabe Davis not turning around in time to see Josh Allen hitting him wide open in the end zone. The Eagles have been very fortunate. The 49ers have not been fortunate. They've been dominant. And as much as, look, I'm the first guy to say Jalen Hurts might be the MVP because that that Philly defense has been bad. Like they make big plays when they have to because the game is still close. So credit to that defensive line especially. But their secondary has not played up to par. Um, they're they're um, allowing like 425 yards per game the last five weeks. The, this is not a good defense right now. The 49ers are a well-oiled machine. Brock Purdy leads the NFL in completion percentage. Uh, They're healthy. Trent Williams has been back a few weeks. Fletcher Cox could be out for the Eagles in this game, by the way. A a defensive leader, obviously one of the staples of that defensive line. And the 49ers, like I know it's an an obvious angle, but it's, it's a real one. They don't forget the NFC playoffs when they didn't have a quarterback and the Eagles won, right? Like that. That's not going to be the same game if that happens. Um, Philly has been fantastic at at finding ways to win games, but their defense is going to be the problem in this one. I think they they cannot start slow again. They just look like they're getting a little tired, right? These are a lot of tough games, one after another, after another, after another. Kansas City, then Buffalo, now San Francisco, and they have Dallas at Dallas on tap next week. Dallas coming off extra rest as well next week. That has to be on their mind. Strong, strong recommendation to take San Francisco here. But I got them at minus one and a half, and so did my customers. Don't like them as much at three, but that's a three-unit play for me at minus one and a half. Browns at the Rams. You know, I just, I say to myself, of course, you, you kind of want to take the Browns. They're seven and four. They're, they they found ways to win. Their defense has obviously been fantastic. But the Rams looked really good last week. Matthew Stafford finally playing a full game where he didn't throw a pick or anything. No egregious mistakes. Just just really good quarterback play. And the Browns aren't going to have a quarterback. Like they're going to have PJ Walker. I, like I don't think Dorian Thompson Robinson whatever. I don't think he's starting in this game. He he's going through concussion protocol. It's not looking great. He's not that great of a quarterback anyway. P.J. Walker has been terrible. Rams defense played really well last week, too. Like, the the playoff hunt, right, the motivation, the fire to get to the playoffs has officially begun for the Los Angeles Rams. And, you know, Cooper Cup playing through an injury, he's okay. Obviously, Puka Nakua, if I could say his damn name once, right? Puka Nakua. Kyron Williams. Coming off of injury was a huge, huge addition for them last week. 
And Miles Garrett might not play in this game. I mean, his arm was hanging off of his shoulder last week. Like, why not rest him? Right? In a game you don't necessarily have to win, especially if they're going to have P.J. Walker. Like, oh, man. Um, Rams minus three and a half. I don't love it, but that's the direction I lean. Chiefs, Packers, we're seeing this line drop a little bit. Initially it was Chiefs minus seven. Now it's down to six. Lambeau Field, Packers at home. Packers playing better. Jordan Love. A lot of people didn't want to say nice things about Jordan Love. Didn't think he would become much. He's been up and down a little bit, but recently, and on Thanksgiving, he was fantastic. Confident, uh, showing off a lot of arm strength, showing off an understanding of the offense, like making those throws on time, accurate, way before guys are turning their heads around. And now he's got Patrick Mahomes against him at Lambeau Field. Patrick Mahomes' first time at Lambeau Field, by the way. Um, I like the only way I could go in this case is Green Bay. Now, obviously, these are all just leans, except for San Francisco. I mean, I, you know, that's an official pick of mine. I told you about it. But Kansas City, I bet Kansas City minus nine and a half last week. They were down 14 nothing, still covered. And like I, I love that that happened because it, it, it proved that that was the right side regardless, right? Because this is about, this is Kansas City season, right? We're about to enter December. The playoff race is on. They want to be the number one seed as always. Uh, Casey is probably not losing this game. Six is a lot of points though, on the road. Packers defense playing a lot better too, by the way. Got to lean Green Bay. Wouldn't be surprised if Kansas City still covered, but got to lean Green Bay. Bengals at Jaguars, final game. Talk about another inflated spread. Do the Jaguars deserve minus eight and a half? Probably not, but there's no Joe Burrow, right? Like I know it's a, it's a, it's a professional roster there for the Bengals, but look at Zach Taylor's record without Joe Burrow, something like four and fucking 16 or something. Has, has he been a coach that long? Uh, maybe it's not that many games, but it's not good. Um, it's not good. And right when Joe Burrow went down in that game against the Ravens and even last week a little bit, you could just see the Bengals, like they know their season, like a season that they thought they were going to go to the Super Bowl again. I, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl again because that's how good Joe Burrow is. That's how good they play when Joe Burrow is healthy and playing well. Mm, season's done, right? Season's done. And if they come out and like on fire, but then Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars don't fall asleep and they play well and they start scoring. This is a game where they could easily just keep on scoring because the Bengals defense, once they get hit in the mouth a little bit and they fall behind and they don't have Joe Burrow, they keep on falling behind, you know, like it gets worse and worse. So not a team in the Bengals that I trust right now. I don't think that the Jaguars deserve this many points, even at home. I mean, they're not a great home team anyway. But you still got to lean their direction, given the circumstances and what we've seen from Cincinnati without Jim Burrow. All right, we went over each and every game like we always do. Check us out at sportswagers.ca, ladies and gentlemen. Check me out at Farley Bets. We do this for free. I'm not getting paid anything. Eh, it's a little promotional, sure. But I have a little cult following here. A lot of loyal followers really appreciate you guys and gals. We'll be back for week 14 of the NFL. Check out those free plays, sportswagers.ca. Winning a lot in the NBA as well right now. Check y'all later. Farley bets. we out of 
Yeah.